Next on BYU Sports Nation, taking care of business in the West Coast Conference. What's the chance BYU avoids a loss to a team not named St. Mary's or Gonzaga? St. Zaga. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler will call the San Francisco and BYU game tonight. What he thinks BYU has to do to make the dance. Plus, going for two, Brittany Wild-Haws of BYU Gymnastics and our friend Bracket Matrix makes a return visit to the show. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 12th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy whose mom never misses the show, Jerem Jordan. She really doesn't. She uh, watches or listens to it on demand. In fact, my grandma watches a lot too. And if I'm not on the show, she'll call my mom. You could just text me, grandma. Why wasn't Jerem on the show? It's like, because <laughs> he had a day off or he was sick. Or... She's concerned about yeah, you. It is funny. Shout out to the parentals for yeah. the support, for yeah, sure. Appreciate it. And also to the Hollywood Foreign Press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of moms never missing the show, did you see this yesterday on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN? At Tyler Thompson said, sitting in Institute and I get a text from my mom to inform me I had the elite tweet of the day on BYU Sports Nation. Okay. Yeah, very nice, Tyler. Congrats. Then at Melocopter responds, I got it once. It was one of the best days of my life, and my mom didn't care one bit. <laughs> Hashtag your mom is cool. <laughs> hey, cool. Tyler's got a cool mom, right? Not to be outdone. At Bill Herlin tweets in in this string. <laughs> Not sure what was better, your tweet, your institute attendance, or your mom watching BYUSN. Okay, it's mom. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to uh, Mrs. Thompson. Leave the mothers out of this. And Jimbo and Bill. This is good. Yeah. We, hey, we want everyone to watch. Even our friends to the north. Yeah. Go Cougars. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. This was just released moments ago. BYU ranks fifth in the Learfield Directors' Cup after the completion of the fall season. Mm. If you're not aware of what that means, the Learfield Directors' Cup is awarded annually to the nation's best overall collegiate athletic programs. BYU number five. There are so many collegiate athletic programs. The Cougars and the fall sports, number five. That's fantastic. Congratulations to all the fall sports. That is legit because, yeah, you look at the, the teams in front of BYU. Stanford, UCLA, North Carolina, Wisconsin. Then Brigham. Yeah. Behind BYU. But, Jerem, they're not a Power 5K program. Yeah, if you sound like that, you know what's up. Uh, <laughs> Michigan, Penn State, USC, Washington, Colorado. Behind Brigham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Congratulations to the fall sports. Awesome. Hey, men's basketball hosts San Francisco tonight. Ball night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The Cougars are looking to win their second straight game after falling to St. Mary's. LJ Rose says the key is defending the three. Uh, we made a lot of adjustments uh, on our, you know, our defensive uh, scheme. Uh, you know, we're going to guard the three-point line pretty well. You know, if that's going to be the key to the game, we got we got to do that. Blaine Fowler will join us coming up. His keys to win are going for two picks as well, plus bracket matrix. Is BYU in bracketology? Is any, what's, what's out there? What's going on? What will it take 
to uh, and Dave Rose coming up on uh, what it would take to get into the tourney. Mm. The coach believes. The women's basketball team on the road tonight in California to play the Dons of San Francisco at 10 Eastern. Mackenzie Pulsif recently joined the 1,000-point club in their win against Pacific last week. And they look to win a fourth game in a row tonight after dropping the conference opener against Santa Clara. And today, uh, Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos are potential high draft picks uh, in the Women's Soccer League draft in uh, L.A., the new home of the Chargers. The draft will be streamed on Facebook and YouTube at 3 Eastern. I did see a mock draft where Ashley Hatch was taken fourth. Yeah, Ashley Hatch and Vasconcelos uh, yesterday were projected to be top 15 picks, both Both, of them. Both uh, incredible goal scorers, so that'll be fun to watch. Really cool. We'll have our eyes on that and everything else you need to know across BYU Sports Nation. For now, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sweeping non-St. Zaga. They'll probably help off a of bail a little bit until bail knocks a shot down. Shot clock's at three. And goes the three for Elijah Bryant. Elijah Bryant figures to be a major factor in helping BYU sweep non-St. Zaga and take care of the games they should in the West Coast Conference. For those new to the program, St. Zaga is a contraction from our BYU Sports Nation Dictionary entered by Jerem Jordan, combining St. Mary's and Gonzaga, the perennial top two powers in the West Coast Conference in men's basketball. Aside from St. Zaga, BYU will be a heavy favorite in every other WCC game they play this season. It's been that way in the past, yet the Cougars are averaging 2.6 losses per season to teams not named St. Zaga since joining the WCC in 2011. That's in conference play. We're not talking about all year. Yeah. We're talking about conference play. So, yeah, that's, that's a tough number to swallow. It really is. Here's the thing. Former BYU basketball coach Steve Cleveland recently joined us. He feels strongly this year will be different for the Cougars. But Why? Well, this is probably the weakest the bottom half of the league has ever been. Not because there aren't good coaches there or there aren't players trying to do their best. It's just the transition time. And so I would think that in this setting, not that you're going to overlook anyone, but if there's ever a time that BYU would run the table with the bottom half of this league, this would be the year they do it. He brings up a valid argument. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation, with so much coaching turnover and program rebuilding is this the year BYU doesn't lose a game to the bottom seven of the West Coast Conference? Answer today's Twitter question. What's the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're talking about 14 games there. Uh, first tweet, at Kipkent. Biggest non-St. Zaga test tonight against 11-6 and San Francisco who beat Utah. Mm. Win that and odds improved. I'd say 80% chance to sweep. Here's the thing. BYU still has to visit the Hilltop and play at San Francisco, right? They get the Dons in Provo yeah, tonight. B- BYU's been really good at home. It's not the home games that you'd be worried about as much. Although it happens, right? They dropped but the not the Pacific much. last year in Provo. Most of these are coming on the road. So I would say 10% chance. What? You don't believe? The numbers have played out that BYU slips up at least 2.6 times every year. We're talking about whether BYU's going to slip up one Time. I'm just playing the percentages here. I do like Steve Cleveland's idea, though. Because there's a lack of coaching continuity in the league, BYU is better prepared in these 14 games we're talking about. If BYU sweeps all those games, they will be in position to tie for second. And 
if they can get one of the four games against St. Mary's and Gonzaga and the semifinal in Vegas, they've got a shot to get into the tournament. You can always dream, right? We're talking about a team that has lost to uh, every team in the league the last five years except for Santa Clara. It just happens. Like, one slip-up isn't the worst thing ever. I just think one game is going to happen where it's just not BYU's night. You don't the other make team. any shots. You miss a bunch of it, free throws. Foul trouble. Like, it, it, remember the, who's officiating in this league? There, there are nights where it's tough sometimes, Point right? And one. Yeah, yeah. And the bat. I missed the free throw, though. By the way, statistic from Greg Rebell yesterday, Utah Valley made 16 of 28 three-pointers against BYU in that game in Provo, right? Ridiculous. Unbelievable. They've gone 16 for their next, like, 68. Of course. It would be that way. <laughs> Come on, Mark Pope! Come on! <laughs> it just, it happens, right? It happens. There are those weird, perfect storms that sometimes combine against you, as was evident for BYU against Utah Valley. So, it's hard to beat every team in your conference, especially when those teams know you and they have relationships with you and they're aware of your personnel better than other teams that you only play once against every year. But because of the lack of coaching continuity in that regard, maybe not it's as different. much. That's, maybe that's the it's great different. point that President Coach Steve Cleveland made. There is a trend that we have noticed about BYU playing in those non-St. Zaga games when they win and when they lose, there is a chasm in a certain category, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU had averaged 6.8 less assists in their three non-St. Zaga losses last year. So what, what that means is BYU's not sharing the rock as much when they lose. So if BYU shares the rock, they tend to be... Better. I was as we show an air ball on BYU TV. <laughs> this is this is this is like my favorite thing. On BYU TV, we show BYU struggling. <laughs> it just No! No, why would hey, no! why are we showing this, man? Yeah, some of these entries are mistakes uh, from the <laughs> It's like a blooper reel. Not top ten plays happening right Collinsworth, now. pass to Fisher. Who blocked this together? Erases from the database. Stacey Davis is fouled. Come on. Fisher to the hole. Blocked. Yeah. I, because of these things that happen, I'm giving BYU a 21% chance of winning every game against non-St. Zaga. That's very specific. 21 is one of my favorite numbers. That's why I went oh, for it. I was going to yeah. go 20, but I'm like, yeah. no, I like, yeah, yeah. I like 21 better. Yeah, mix it up. Also, shout out to Kyle Davis, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking on that. Here's part. the thing. It's hard to win on the road. Everybody should know that, especially this year. Take the LMU game as case in point, right? BYU was down 18. They did the unthinkable and came back and won that game at Gersten Pavilion. But that has been the exception by a long shot. It's tough to win on the road in small gyms at San Francisco and at Portland are the games that concern me the most. The gym size has nothing to do with it. No, it's tough to win away from your home floor. You don't want it to be tough against some of these teams. But all of this, by the way, is in the context of whether BYU makes the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Otherwise, who cares, right? It's about making the resume appealing. BYU's going to be at least NIT-worthy, but that's not something you talk about, right? So Dave Rose still believes BYU can make the NCAA tournament. Last night on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the coach told Greg Rubel this. But with two teams in your league that are in the top 25 rankings with the, the numbers that they have, uh, and you have you know, so many shots at them again. And in order to get to the finals uh, of the tournament, you play through those guys probably five more times. So I think so. 
It's about avoiding bad losses in conference and then taking advantage of an opportunity, one of what Dave Rose said will be probably five opportunities, yes. to beat a top 25 team in the league. That's assuming a quarterfinal win for BYU, which if you lose that quarterfinal, you can put your NIT trip in Sharpie. TeamRankings.com is predicting that BYU will finish the season with an RPI of 55. And they are calling for BYU to go 13-5 and five in West Coast Conference play. So that would 55, mean at least one slip-up to a non-San Zaga. 50, yeah. 55 is good. In the top 40, you, that's where that's you want to be. And really then you're like, good. we're going to get in there. Yeah, large. if you're in the 40 to 50 range, it is. Woo, you're, 55, uh, that's not going to be. You're an, sweating bullets on Selection yeah, Sunday. not an RPI you want going in Selection Sunday. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. What is the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? Jerem said 10%. I say 21%. If you want to hear why. I want to change mine to 11. Oh, <laughs> that's my favorite number. Oh, okay. I think you should do that. 13 then. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Tomorrow's Friday the 13th, by the way. At Jelly Belly Kelly says 60%, though it's improved over the season, inconsistency is a recurring theme for our men's hoops and also common for young teams. 60% is really high. Coming up. Yes, it is. Can BYU really win out against the non-St. Zaga teams? And the keys to beating San Francisco tonight, dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler in the house. Let's tear in the biz. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. It's simple. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, it's ball night in the Marriott Center tonight. BYU versus the Fighting Rice and Roni, San Francisco, 9 Eastern Time, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Check it out tonight. This is a big game for the Cougars given the context we talked about of if BYU can beat all the non-St. Zagat teams. 14 wins in league. Now you, you, you still got a shot at turning at that point. So this just in from at Cougar Stats. Hey, BYU Sports Nation. Ken Pomeroy gives BYU a 13.2% chance of sweeping remaining non-St. Zaga games. Mm. Ease up a bit, guys. 13%. <laughs> what you did I 10. just 10. change to? Yeah, 13. I just changed to 13. No, you said I 11. Trusted, Me and Ken Pom. <laughs> Just a bunch of smart dudes. Listen, <laughs> it's hard to win that many games, right? Yeah, I'd take 14 any way BYU could get it, whether that's St. Zaga, whatever. BYU and San Francisco tonight. The next non-St. Zaga team is the Dons, 9 Eastern, as Jerem said, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. That was our preseason prediction, 14-4 and four in league. Yes. Overall. Yeah. We, we were thinking one slip-up, but one win against St. Zaga. What is the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? We want to hear what you think. At Cougar Stats added this, Jerem, that probability, 13.2%, is lower than BYU's probability for beating St. Mary's last week. Yeah, now I'm not feeling so great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Cougar Stats. Let's bring it back up in here, okay? Let's bring, no, bring the hey, mood back up in Studio don't, B. Don't let, don't let facts get in the way of a good opinion, okay? The man that can help us all feel a little bit better about life in general. Blaine Fowler is back in studio. Best hair in Kaysville. Dual threat analyst. <laughs> best hair in Kaysville. He's since moved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that was the thing. I, it wasn't as hard. The pool was smaller in Kaysville. I could have the best hair in Kaysville, and it wasn't that hard. Provo's harder. There's some good yeah. hair in Provo. No, I know. There's, those Vivid and Qualtrics guys, they're hard to keep up. <laughs> they, have, they have a lot of good hair, those guys do. <laughs> So it's hard. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> Transition out of that. let's talk about basketball. 
uh, a hairy storyline. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was bad. Really bad. It's not the worst ever. Blaine, you're calling the game tonight uh, on BYU TV with Dave McCann. What's your biggest storyline going into the BYU-San Francisco matchup tonight? It, I think I want to see if, if Eli Bryant can stay at the level that he was at in this last game. Five of seven from the field, 17 points. I've been hearing for a year that he is a piece of the puzzle that nobody knows about. From Dave Rose and the staff, that, that last year in practice, he was a phenomenal player in practice, but the injuries you know, have set him back, and that knee has set him back. And so when we, we saw him early in the year, he wasn't completely healthy. He hadn't been practicing. He didn't quite know where he fit in. And, and so to me, he looked like he knew where he fit in in this last game. And I'm going, okay, if, if, if he's really as good as what we saw in practice last year, and now he understands his role and what he can do, in addition to what he can do offensively, he's another big guard that can defend, which BYU needs. You know, So I want to see if he now stays the same or progresses, or if this was a momentary you know, moment in the sun. A flash in the pan. Yeah, because if he can continue to play at that level and shoot the way he did, BYU has a better chance than 13% to win out in the non-St. Zaga games. Now, I, you know, because Ken Thanks Palm... for calling it that, yeah, by the way. Because <laughs> Ken Palm, he's really objective, but he doesn't know the intangibles. Sure. He doesn't know the Eli Bryant story. Like Because then, to me, now they got an 18% chance. Yeah, it's game-changing. You know, now, now it's an 18% chance, not a 13% chance. It does increases. And this is the perfect time for Elijah Bryant to be back, be healthy, because BYU's not playing St. Mary's or Gonzaga. For seven games. Right. Six more games against these other teams if, to get confidence. If he goes on a run and, and he can do what he's doing, he's you know, you he's a guy that can go post up down low if you put a smaller guard on him. He's got good quickness, he's confident, he brings confidence to the floor. Um and it allows Nick Emery to focus a little more on defense and not feel like he has to carry the scoring as much as sometimes he has. I, although I do I do think that Nick has found a role. To me, he's changed the most dramatically from yes. the beginning of the season until now, mm. where he's taking great pride in shutting down guys and playing defense. And because of it, I feel like BYU's defense is getting better every game. And sometimes it's not showing up in the numbers, but when I watch what they're doing and the effort that I'm seeing, I believe they're getting better defensively. And that's going to bode well as they go down the stretch here. So that extra piece of Eli Bryant, if he consistently can be good and give that little bit of depth and a big guy there that can do some different things and defend – I, I kind of like the way they go into this back half of the season. So tonight, I'm watching. I'm going, is is he the back? Is he the guy? Is he healthy? Does he know what his role is? Does everybody else understand his role? Because if he plays well again tonight, then I'm going to go, okay, okay, BYU's better than they were a week ago because of it. And this matchup uh, with USF is interesting because here you have Elijah Bryant off the bench. Ronnie Boyce is the leading scorer for the Dons at 16 again. Game off the bench. So maybe it's Elijah Bryant. And Ronnie Boyce is the, the that major they could, uh, matchup. The X factors in this game, certainly that could be it. And BYU's going to have to defend well tonight. This is a team, they're different than what we've seen from USF in the past. You know, a different coach with Kyle Smith. They seem to um, maybe not be quite as on attack as the off the dribbling. There's no Devin Watson there. He's down at San Diego State now. He's transferred down there. So they're, they're not going to take it at you off the dribble and cause you to break down and do all that. But I think they're more precision with what they do offensively, and they they make a lot of threes. 
They take a lot of threes, they make a lot of threes, but they're good threes. So to me, they're a little more disciplined offensively than they've been in the past, which is going to tax BYU's defense. They're going to have to be patient defensively. They're going to have to close out under control. They're going to have to get a hand in, the, in their face out there on the perimeter because the, the way USF beats BYU tonight is they come in here and they just do what Utah Valley did and knock down a bunch of threes. Which is what USF did like three years ago when Cody right. Doolin well, came in. They did it against Utah this year. That's yeah. how they beat Utah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this, this team to me, this USF team, is maybe not as physical as the ones that BYU's played in the past, but they're more precise than they've been, and it's a really good shooting basketball team. They're the best three-point shooting team in the league. So BYU's got to defend tonight. So that's the two things I'm looking at. How does BYU defend the three tonight? You know, do they not let these guys get hot and get going and get really good open looks? And then does Eli Bryant come and just pick up where he left off? And if they do those two things, they win tonight, and then they really launch now – uh, before having to face St. Mary's or Gonzaga into a period where they can get a bunch of wins under their belt, gain confidence, and look like the team you know, we think they can be. It's all about making the NCAA tournament for BYU. That is the program standard. Avoid bad losses. Take advantage of some of those opportunities against the top-tier teams in league. It just so happens that Gonzaga is the last undefeated team in America and a projected number one seed in the tournament. And then St. Mary's, a projected six seed, they're a top-20 team. Dave Rose thinks the Cougars are going to have Five games, maybe more, against those two teams. What does BYU have to do to make the NCAA tournament? I feel like they need to get two of those. And so I think they need to split in the regular season with either St. Mary's or or Gonzaga. Um, more likely to split with St. Mary's when they get them back here. And then I think they're going to have – they go win in the semifinals of the tournament. So if we're just talking about what they do against St. Zaga – then, then I feel like they need to get two of, two of those games this season. Now, there's a chance because, you know, matchups, BYU makes Gonzaga nervous because they haven't backed down to them. They've gone and they've won up there, which, which nobody does. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Now, keep in mind, we've watched this team. All of us have watched this team. I think this is the best Gonzaga team we've seen in probably 10 years. It might be their best one. Ever. So they're, re- they're really – I just keep rolling big guys out there, and their guards are great complimentary players. I mean, they're really, really good this year. And when we're talking about a one or a two seed, that's legit with them this year. They're really, really good. Mark Few's got them playing. But it's not out of the realm that they split with both of them. Now, if they do that, I know that people are going to go, oh, was he out of his mind? If they split with the both of them and then those two teams don't lose to anybody else but each other in league play and BYU sweeps everybody else in league, there's a chance BYU could lose in the semis and get in. Last year I said they had to be in the finals to get in, period. You know, and, and That was the case. Yeah, and this year, because St. Mary's and Gonzaga are so highly regarded, if they can get two wins against those teams, um, and it's in the regular season, if they split with them in the regular season, they happen to lose to St. Mary's in the semis, Who's on a roll and ranked? There's a long shot chance they could lose in the semis and get into the into the tournament. The RPI skyrockets when you beat a team. Yeah, like that's that. the thing, and that's always the They're, debate too. Yeah. yeah, and so I think they need a couple of I think they need a couple of wins against those two teams. Whether it's one in the regular season and one in the conference semifinals in in the tournament, somehow they got to scratch out a couple of wins because that's going to be their RPI builders and get them up where you guys were talking about out of that scary range and into the more comfortable range, and then. The likelihood of going undefeated against the all non Saint Zag is hard, hard because they're they're likely to run against a team that just shoots it out of their minds one night on the road or where they just can't make shots on the road. It, I mean, could they? Yeah, there's a, that's why we're giving them. A, I'm giving them an 18 percent chance because of Eli, right? So I'm more <laughs> than Ken Palm at 13. So there's a chance that that could happen, um, but 
but it's more likely they lose one of those. That's why I think they need to get two, a combo of two against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, as good as they are. And then they get in. A top five win would be like one of the best wins ever for BYU. And, that, and that's what it took and, two years ago and maybe to get beat, into the tourney. Maybe it's beating St. Mary's twice. Maybe it's beating St. Mary's at home and beating them in the conference. Yeah. Maybe that's the two. Because yeah. Gonzaga looks awesome this year. They so. did look awesome two years but, ago. They but remember, there's, at the there, time there's well. always a chance that they come into the Marriott Center and they do what we're talking about BYU doing on the road. For some reason, they just don't shoot it well that night. And Now, they've been a team that when they're not shooting it well, they throw it down in there and they manufacture points, and that's why they're undefeated right now. But there's that chance that they don't shoot well and BYU comes out and shoots out of their mind. Hey, if UVU can beat BYU... And then lose how many <laughs> after that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah come then, on. Then, then there's always a chance in every basketball game. And, and Gonzaga is really, really good this year, but it's not out of the question that they have a bad game on the road here in the Marriott Center. So, All right, we want to get one football question uh, before you get out of here, Blaine, in the final minute. What's your way-too-early expectation for BYU football <laughs> next season? Oh, it's, their schedule is difficult again, especially, we think, we thought Michigan State was. <laughs> yeah. We thought Michigan State was better than they were. Mississippi you know, State, Mississippi. So, Arizona. so the schedule the schedule looks a, a little bit daunting again early on. But I think they're more prepared to play that early schedule. So, I think I think they increased their win total by at least one. Ooh, ten year. and four. Yeah, and yes, we'll take ten and four against that. And you know, if everything goes as planned, maybe they increase it by by two wins, and that that would be a really special season with that schedule. Uh, but the back end of that schedule, I think they can. If they get off to a good start, I think the back end of that schedule they can manage really, really well. And they've got a lot of great pieces coming back. Mm. So they're going to throw the ball better next year because they're just going to make, make that progression and open up a little bit more because the offensive line is going to be better because they're going to have another year. Um, and I just like what they have coming back on defense. So I think they have a one- or two-game increase against another daunting schedule, and we're all going to be pretty pleased next year. Sounds good to me. Blaine Fowler, best hair in Kaysville, competing for the best hair in Provo. It's hard. I just want to be in the top ten in Provo. (laughs) (laughs) You can watch him tonight on BYU TV with Dave McCann. I'll be on the sideline for the call between the Cougars and San Francisco. Thanks, Blaine. You bet, guys. Twitter question today. What's the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, what are the expectations for BYU gymnastics in year two under former U.S. Olympian guard Young? But first, let's talk bracketology, shall we, Jerem? Bracket Matrix. Bracket Matrix is back! BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. We welcome you back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are also on demand anytime, anywhere you like it. Yeah, and gymnastics is uh, the next chapter, right, after tonight. Uh, The season uh, home opener for BYU Gymnastics against the fifth-ranked Red Rocks of Utah, they're really good. It's always a fun meet. If you haven't watched gymnastics before, check this one out. Tomorrow night, 90s. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. This was released and reported just about 30 minutes ago. BYU currently ranks fifth in the Learfield Directors' Cup after completion of the fall sports season. That's ridiculously awesome. The Learfield Directors' Cup 
is awarded annually to the nation's best overall collegiate athletic programs. Listen to who BYU follows. Stanford, number one. UCLA, two. North Carolina, Wisconsin. Then BYU. The Cougars are ahead of Michigan, Penn State, USC, Washington, and Colorado. That's fantastic. Congratulations to the fall sports. Of course, women's soccer uh, and volleyball kind of led the way there with the Sweet 16. So well done by uh, everybody involved. Football went to a bowl game, won nine games. So. Cross country, cross country, uh, both, both were top twenty for the first time in twenty years. Awesome! So nicely done by uh, everybody there. Fifth is uh, tied for the best uh, ever from BYU after the fall. By the way, mm. men's basketball hosts San Francisco tonight, nine Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Blaine Fowler just told us some of his uh, storylines going into the game. The Cougars are looking for their second straight. A win after falling St. Mary's. LJ Rose says the key is defend- defending the three. Uh, we made a lot of adjustments uh, on our, you know, our defensive uh, scheme. Uh, you know, we're going to guard the three-point line pretty well. You know, if that's going to be the key to the game, we got to we got to do that. LJ Rose at Boogie Five, not messing around as the lone senior <laughs> playing on this BYU basketball that's pretty team. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Fourth ranked. Men's volleyball returns to the Smith Fieldhouse tonight facing McKendry. Home opener, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I went to practice yesterday. The guys look good. There's some good young talent injected into this really good group. And uh, BYU will yet again compete for the national championship. It's going to be a fun uh, season. And today, Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos are potential high draft picks at the uh, National Women's Soccer League draft in Los Angeles. The draft will be streamed on Facebook and YouTube. At 3 Eastern time. Twitter question today. What is the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. Blaine Fowler just told us that he goes above Ken Pomeroy's 13.2%, bumps it up to 18% chance because of the Eli Bryant factor. Mm-hmm. I say 21%. Jerem says first 10, then 11, yeah, and now some, 13. Somewhere between 10 and 13. <laughs> is there really a difference? It's all about making the NCAA tournament, which yeah. we have made clear during today's show. Avoiding bad losses, winning some big games against Gonzaga and St. Mary's. And speaking of the NCAA tournament, Joey Brackets from ESPN, Joe Lunardi has released his latest bracketology. Where, where are the Cougars in Joe Lunardi's bracketology? Yeah, they're not in there. Yeah, that's an unfortunate reality <laughs> right BYU now. Unless right? BYU beats St. Mary's at Gonzaga soon, they're not showing up. The good thing is BYU probably will have at least four more opportunities to do so. Five. Well, they've had Sorry, four, have five, more. four more. Yeah, yeah, five total. Correct. Hopefully, hopefully six. All right, total. so BYU is not in the bracket, right, on ESPN from Joe Lunardi. But what about all of the brackets? It's time to-, to check in with our... NCAA Bracket Projections Bracket Matrix is back on the show, Jerem. It's been a while. I've kind of missed him. And joining us, yes, <laughs> Mr. Matrix. What does your projection tell you about BYU's chances in the NCAA tournament? As of today, BYU is in one of 53 brackets in our matrix. Wow. Team rankings must really like the Cougars. <laughs> they have BYU as an 11 seed. <laughs> One, one bracket. bracket. Is, one. That like, is that like one vote in the USA Today coaches poll? Thank you, Mr. Matrix. Yeah. You wow. will be a, uh, a commonplace guest on this show in the coming months. Oh, you got to bring it a little bit better than that. You know what I mean? One wow. bracket. In one bracket. Team, team rankings. An 11 seed. <laughs> BYU is an 11 seed. If BYU gets in, they're going to Dayton, by the way. Let's just throw that out there. In the first four? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Just get in the tournament. I don't care either. Just get in the tournament. It, yeah. You can't. 
lose to UVU and go nine and four and non-kind young team. Blah, blah, blah. If BYU gets in, that will be a successful season for this group. And then next year they have a year under their belt. They're all back from their missions. Da da da. Then you're hoping, okay, avoid the first four, get in the tournament, try and win a game. This team has one senior on it, and he's a graduate transfer. L.J. Rose. You talk about youth movement. I mean, yet I know expectations are high. I think expectations need to be try and get into the NCAA tournament. I think that should be the adjusted expectation. In this year, in this conference against Gonzaga and St. Mary's, if especially BYU this be year, the, yes, if they can be the third team. That would be outstanding. The West Coast Conference getting three teams in would be really, really good. That's happened a couple of times, but it's, it's not very often. BYU has to handle business against San Francisco first. That game tonight, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And as always, Jeremy and I are offering our going for two picks for the Dons and Cougars. Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. After a four for four in our last combined effort... We're feeling good, right? It's been five days. I've lost that confidence. Going for two <laughs> brought to you by BYU Dining Services. We need to help Jerem's confidence in this matter. I am 24 and 26 overall. Jerem is 23 and 27. If you do that super hard math, Jerem trails me by all of one point in this competition. He trailed by as many as five at one point. I'm on your heels, man. Mm-hmm. I might trip you on purpose. Number Charge! one for me tonight. Jers. Yoli Childs will have more rebounds than Eric Mika. Okay. He's averaging one less yes. per game. Eric's averaging just a hair over nine, Yoli a hair over eight. I think Yoli Childs will have more rebounds than Mr. Mika tonight. Okay, number two for me. BYU will combine for 20-plus bench points. Mm. That means a blowout. I think that the Cougars have a great shot to play a lot of bench players tonight, and the resurgence of Eli Bryant has helped me feel a little bit more confident about that, right? That's true. If Elijah Bryant can kind of be a 12 or 14-point guy, that's a lot for a guy off the bench, by the way. If he can be a 10-point guy, Yeah, that? double figures would be fantastic. You need Stephen Bayo, you need... Hit a three or two, and yeah. then Braden Shaw to get yeah. a couple of putbacks or make yeah. some free throws. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, BYU, that's not been the norm, right? <laughs> BYU has, I mean, hopefully it happens. BYU has scored... Like under 10 or 12 bench points it's been in a low. lot of games. Yeah, Elijah Bryant's a key piece of that team for that, uh, for that reason. Okay, my two picks. San Francisco will make eight or less threes. They mm. average making nine and a half. They, they shoot a ton. Yes, so I think BYU can defend. Uh, ten, well, I just hope, I guess. Uh, Elijah Bryant will attempt at least seven free throws. He's, he's a guy that's getting to the line more often, getting a little more PT. He hasn't shot seven free throws this season in a single game. So I think tonight he gets to the stripe a little more. If Elijah Bryant attempts seven free throws, that's, that's going to help your 20. Yes, part. exactly. Dang it! <laughs> I didn't even think about that! Well, you can always hope for Elijah to score like 18 and then the rest of the bench yeah. not to score. I want to do the opposite of you one time. <laughs> so, like, like, today it'd be like, Eric Mika will have more rebounds than Yoli Childs. And then BYU will have less than 20, 20 bench, bench points. points. So that it's either... Like straight up, you get one and I get one on that, or not. Maybe right? we should. That would be may, now. That should, would be yeah, fun. We should factor now there'd that be in some, tomorrow. Like separation. Instead, we could both get two or both get one. We can factor one. that in tomorrow for Saturday's game. Yeah, I like. Let's do that. We'll we have to combine for it. Okay, you tell me something you gonna, <laughs> you think's going to happen, and hopefully, I think the opposite. So it's guaranteed happen. that one yes. of us is going to get yes. one and the other is going to lose. I like watching failure. <laughs> 
but not for the teams I root for or my picks. What is the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season? That is our Twitter question. Our going for two, by the way, brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Let's go now to the Twitter machine, shall we? It's Twitter time. At BYU LASF Jazz says, if BYU can make the tournament this year with St. Zaga and they missed the tournament last year, the future is bright blue. This is an incredible year for the West Coast Conference. You have the only undefeated team in the country, Gonzaga. You have St. Mary's, who's top 20. And then BYU's the third best team in the league this year. You're hoping, uh, yeah, hopefully BYU can get in. That'd be a banner, kind of banner year. If Gonzaga can get a one seed, that'd be incredible. I believe they've been a one seed one time. It was uh, two or three years ago. They mm-hmm. lost in the second round. So uh, Gonzaga's been to the Elite Eight back-to-back years. This could be a year. They've never been to the Final Four. You talk about all the success of Gonzaga ever. This is a year where they are thinking they could get to the Final Four. Now that's the big argument against that team in Spokane is, look, they're always good, but they can't get to that Final Four level. Yeah. They're That's gonna where get they to, are. They're going to get to one someday. It'll happen at some point. Yeah. It might be this year. BYU has the most NCAA tournament appearances of any team without a Final Four. Mm. BYU needs to get a Final Four. I wonder where Gonzaga is in that conversation. BYU's had more, um, a, a longer history of hoop success yeah. than Gonzaga. Yes. Yeah. At Twiggy or Stone gives BYU a 75% chance to sweep all non-St. Zaga teams. Wow. Said already had close call against LMU. I'm afraid they will have another one of those and not pull it out. So, 75% so still really Do you mean favorable. 25%? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you meant? It's so difficult to win that many games, and especially seven of those on the road. Yeah. Hey, what, 2-0 so far? 3-0? Yeah, pretty good. Up next... Talking BYU gymnastics with Brittany Wild Hawes. She's bringing her swag to Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, coming up tonight, 9 Eastern time, uh, men's basketball versus San Francisco. Uh, it's a big game for the Cougars, if we, as we've outlined, 12.5-point favorite uh, in Vegas. And then Ken Palm gives BYU an 87% chance of winning. He says it's going to be a 13-point win for the Cougars. Mm. Twitter question today, what is the chance BYU sweeps all non-St. Zaga games this season, including San Francisco tonight? At Greg Rosenhand tweets in, 12 plus 4 plus 30 plus 23 plus 5 equals 74%. Hashtag jersey numbers. Those are the starters, <laughs> right? 74% jersey math. Listen, it's science, Jerem. It's a scientific fact, it's a scientific apparently. Fact. Yes, and after basketball tonight, BYU TV will debut the new gymnastics season tomorrow. BYU and Utah, the rivalry, awesome. fantastic stuff awaits on a Friday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. And joining us to preview that and much more is Brittany Wildhaws, redshirt junior for BYU gymnastics. By the way, when I'm calling the meet tomorrow night, do you prefer to be called? Brittany Hawes or Brittany Wild Hawes? What would you like? Um, I prefer Brittany Hawes. Okay, so, so yeah. take out take out the yeah. wild. <laughs> I think so. You could throw in a nickname if you want, like Brittany Wild Style Stallion Hawes, or like whatever you want. He'll say it, like whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yes. What? Not well. Yeah. Pretty much whatever you like. <laughs> okay. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about 
the mannequin challenge yet. This w- went viral nationally. With a member of the BYU gymnastics team. Like, who? how did this all come about? Whose idea was it? And then it was executed so highly that, like, yeah, ESPN picked it up. It was amazing. Um, well, I think just our media just had the idea, and they came into the gym during practice. They're like, hey, we have this really cool idea. It's called the mannequin challenge, and we want to do it with your team because you guys do really cool skills and stuff. So we think it be a really good turnout and we didn't really know what it was we've never heard of it but then when like we saw the stuff like coming back to us we were like this is so cool and so it's so fun it was a lot of fun where were you it, in it the mannequin le- yeah, challenge it was legit yeah uh yeah i was i was on the second bars and i was just hanging like straight just like a dead hang so hands in the air just uh-huh. hanging off yeah hanging on the bar who was who had the toughest spot in that because someone was shaking a little bit and i was like i wouldn't even stay up like, yeah probably jill because she was in like a support, which is hard to do in the first place, but I try to stay super still. It's really hard. <laughs> what, were, did you guys, were you surprised by the reaction that you got from that video? Yeah, Because it was were, like yeah. a national thing. Yeah, when we saw that ESPN had wrote that we like won the mannequin challenge, we were all so like shocked. <laughs> we're like, this is so cool. That's awesome. What's yeah, more nerve-wracking, fun. coming in Studio B and talking with us to Yahoo's or the balance beam in front of the Smithfield house? Probably this. <laughs> this is not her element, right? Hey, if you're out on yeah. the bars and the beam and Been the Been doing that yeah. my whole life. Yeah, exactly. Thing, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I used to call the gymnastics on BYU TV a few years ago as well. I didn't really know anything about gymnastics, but as I called those meets, I learned you guys are the best athletes on campus. Now, track and field might give me a hard time about that or something, but you, the, the strength, the uh, jumping ability, the discipline, the all of that – what what, it, what does it take for you guys to do what you do physically? Well, gymnastics is a really taxing sport on your body. Like, you really have um, a lot of different aspects. So you have to have the strength, you have to have the endurance, and you really have to have the consistency in your skills. And so just mastering those different aspects is mainly what it's about and just keeping consistent up to body or up to your body, like doing your rehab and all that stuff, so... You would know a thing or two about how taxing this sport is on your body. We just learned that you had or have had 13 surgeries as a gymnast and three Whoa. ACL surgeries on the same knee. What in the, what in the world <laughs> happened? Uh, well, when I was like 14, I blew my knee out and we went to a doctor and he said, my kneecap just blew out, like, you'll be fine in a few weeks. So I came back, and it just kept doing it, like, five or six times. So we saw a different doctor, and he's like, no, your whole knee is shattered. Like, your oh. ACL, everything is gone. You were still competing on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my and so goodness. they couldn't do surgery because I was too young, and then I ended up blowing it out again because I was still competing. I shouldn't have been, but I just couldn't stop. And so then <laughs> I finally had surgery, and then about a year and a half later, I tore it again. And then my freshman year at BYU, my body was starting to, like, reject the ACL I had. And so they had to do it again. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> so, so now you've specialized in one competition, right? Or, or are you still doing multiple? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, like your bars being... Oh, yeah, I just do bars, yeah. You just do bars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how, how has that kind of changed your mindset where you can just focus on that event? Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely comforting because I can... I can just focus in. I can know what I have to do, and I, I can perfect things that I, I really need, and that focus is just on bars. And so I think that's helped me a lot. 
how in the world do you maintain a positive attitude given all of the bad, you know, breaks that you've had as a gymnast? Well, I've always looked, um, I've always seen two sides of trials. I've always seen, you can see it as, wow, this is like the worst thing that's happened. Like I'm going to let it bring me down and I'm just going to quit. And, but I've always kind of had the other side where I'm like, no, I'm just going to find the good in this. And I'm going to try to pull out the best in me to get through this and make the best of what I have. So I think that's what I've always kind of gone for. You're winning at life right now. You know that, right? <laughs> and, and I noticed you got a 9-9 nine, nine against Southern Utah last year. That's, that's amazing. What, what are the expectations for uh, you and your team this season? Well, I think we're doing so well. We, have, we had the greatest start last week at Penn State, and our team unity right now has just it's grown a lot in the past even this month, and I think that will continue to grow, and I think you know, the talents we have on our team are just going to get stronger, and I think the world's going to see it. When you look at the top 25 rankings and competing for a conference championship, like what type of goals have you set as a team this year? Uh, we've really we've set specific goals of like what kind of scores we want to get and how many hits and like how many sticks we need each meet and guard is really good about that he he always has okay we want this percentage this meet and we want this hit and I think that helps us a lot because it's not really about oh you have to win it's about no let's make meet this goal and that will bring us up that much higher so it's a unique sport in that way where it's okay me versus me right like you're gonna compete against Utah mm-hmm. and. Now, they might have a higher score, but that doesn't matter. You guys hope to uh, you know, qualify for the postseason and compete. And, and it's fun. Tomorrow is the funnest meet of the year, in my opinion, when Utah's in town. What, what do you think of yeah. when Utah's there? No, I agree because the crowd, the crowd has so much. It's, everyone just comes, and it's such a great environment to be in because you're surrounded by people, and you're surrounded by, I mean, your teammates, and you're just focused in on your team, and you hear all the crowd behind you, and you just have that feeling of like this is this is like your dream like we're meant to be here and it's just great mannequin challenge expert uh future life <laughs> motivator and uh we probably think you should write a book as well about all of this Brittany. but uh thanks for coming into studio b uh, how it works is when you come and visit us on the show we like to do our part and give you some boa sports nation karma so that you can Go and do your thing at, at a high level. Well, yeah. yeah. On the bars. So, Never sign. And we would also like you to sign, yeah, our stretch Y flag. So <laughs> okay. can we have your autograph? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. Yeah, awesome. Brittany Hawes in Studio B. Not Brittany Wild Hawes. Just Brittany Hawes tomorrow yeah. on the broadcast. Or what would you say? Wild Style wild Stallion. Wild Stallion Hawes. <laughs> I don't think that you like it. <laughs> I concur That's with okay. that. That's okay. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around 2 of BYU's very own made the college football 2016-2017 All-Bowl team. She's stronger than I am. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics. BYU ranks fifth in the fall sports Learfield Directors Cup standings. Fifth in the country. How about that? The Learfield Directors Cup is awarded annually to the nation's best overall collegiate athletic programs. Men's basketball. The Cougars host San Francisco, as Jerem called them, the Fighting Rice Aronis. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
BYU looking to win their second straight game after falling at St. Mary's. L.J. Rose, the lone senior on the current roster, says the key is defending the three. Can they do that? ESPN's Joe Lenardi released new bracketology this morning with no mention of BYU. I don't expect it until Gonzaga or St. Mary's is a win for the Cougars. Gonzaga a two seed now. They've dropped from a one seed. Oh. St. Mary's is a six seed. So, Gonzaga, they? are they even good anymore? How dare they? Volleyball. Fourth-ranked BYU returns to the Smith Fieldhouse tonight. The men hosting McKendry in their home opener at 9 Eastern time. Soccer. Today, Ashley Hatch and Michelle Vasconcelos are potential high draft picks at the National Women's Soccer League draft in L.A., home of the Chargers. The draft will be streamed on Facebook and YouTube at 3 Eastern time. Football. What are we going to do? We can't sing the San Diego Super Chargers song anymore. Come on. Boo. Also, boo to this. CBS Sports ranks BYU football 44th in their final 128 college football rankings. 44th? 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 They can't even believe it. Athlon Sports named Jamal Williams and Tijon Chrome into college football's 2016-17 all-bowl team. Chrome is on the second team. Williams on the third. Women's basketball. Why is Williams on the third? He had over 200 yards. Good question there, too. There's a lot of good running. Ladies of BYU basketball on the road tonight in California to play San Francisco at 10 Eastern. Mackenzie Pulsifer recently joined the 1,000-point club for her career against Pacific, and they will look to win a fourth game in a row tonight. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth played 23 minutes last night with five points, five rebounds, and three assists in, in a win for the Texas Legends Cougars in the PGA. Oh, it's been a while. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair tee off at the Sony <laughs> Open today in Hawaii. Summerhays tees off at 5.50 p.m. Eastern, and Blair tees off at 1.20 p.m. Eastern. Jerem, back to you, you annoying imbecile. Speak, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, Dennis Pitta will join us tomorrow. <laughs> and Brendan Sander of the men's volleyball team. Oh, Just kidding! I love Dennis. Yeah, we and I love Jerem. Like, a, like it's a, all in good. It's all like in good a humor. Brother. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who are we giving it to, Jerem? Tyler's mom uh, for texting her son during Institute that he had the elite tweet of the day yesterday. Tyler Thompson's mom. Tyler Thompson's mom. <laughs> Just Tyler. You know who you are. That Tyler. Who are you giving the rise and shout to? Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> At least it's not Stacy's mom. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at JD Givens 19 gives BYU a 30% chance to win all non-Saint Zaga games. Any hot shooting team can take down their opponent, but the blue goggles tell me 101%. Get out of here! Get Show out of on here. demand. Thanks to all of our guests. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Jack Mannion. Back to work tomorrow.